It's time for some foreplay for your cheap ass. Keg foreplay, starring the shipwrecks. March 10th, 2009. I'm your host, Mrs. Shipwreck. And I am your other host, Shipwreck. And you are sounding not so hot tonight. Nope. A little laryngitis. I'm always sick. I'm not really as sick as I, oh, it seems whenever we do a show. <laughs> Which has been a while. It has been a while. But, Which uh, is why we're forging ahead. Yeah, so... Uh, it's going to be our spectacular return to the podcasting world. It's going to be a podcast. I- I'm certain of that. <laughs> I'm being optimistic. Yeah, I'm sure it'll take us a little bit to get back in the groove, but yeah, we'll, was, we'll fight through. There was it. just so much not good stuff coming out through the winter time, and it's there busy. was some good stuff in February, but I was just uh, swamped at my actual day job. Yes, so I wasn't getting home until uh, around eight o'clock there for a while, and that's usually what time I get home. So right, so there was really no time. We were for walking in, in for the play. door, eating dinner, and that was the, that was our evening. Yep. But now we're back. Yep. And I guess we really can't talk about... This is usually where we talk about last episode. Yeah, I don't even remember what we talked about last no. episode. Let's just talk about what we have been playing, because we've been able to actually play things recently. We both did blog posts today, too, though. Yes, we did. Uh, you did one about a really uh, super dorky magnet for your car? Yep. Where did that come from? A car wash. Okay. It just did says, you, like... Did you not read the blog post? Uh, apparently people people don't read blog posts. They just look at the title and then respond. Okay. Well, it's in the blog post. Okay. All right. So check that out. It's... And I think people, it's just you that does that. No. Judging from the responses on a lot of my uh, my article about GameStop and Amazon and Toys R Us and the used game market. Ah, uh, yes. Either people aren't reading it all. Or they or don't they, get the point. They don't quite get the point. But that that's okay. Either Either way, that's fine. Uh, I wrote an article, in case you haven't read it on CAG, uh, it was just going through why I didn't think GameStop had to worry about Amazon and Toys R Us getting into the used game market. Right. And I, I can say from my point of view, you're not a GameStop fanboy or anything because, I mean, we go to GameStop occasionally, but we pretty much buy things wherever we're going to get them cheapest. And we probably right. order more games from Amazon with free shipping. Yes. Because then... We get new games, and they're sealed, because I am not a big fan of the GameStop opening them up. And No, neither am I. So, And not only, you know, like somebody pointed out that, well, what difference does it make? You're going to play the game anyway. But there was once uh, one of the Dora games we were buying for our niece. Because they had opened it up, because it was the last copy, someone stole the, the case. Right. So they're like, well, it's a brand new game, here, but it's disc only. Okay, well, that's not a brand new game anymore. <laughs> like, that's where I draw the line. And that irritated me because I drove all the way out to GameStop because the computer said they had one. Yes. It was disc only. Yeah. But that wasn't the point of the article. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which I understand a lot of people – a lot of people really hate GameStop for stuff like that. Right. I'm kind of – I'm – You're indifferent. I'm indifferent towards them. I Exactly like you said, I go to wherever I can get the best deal. Right. And your and, article was just about whether or not they are going to be impacted by Right. Right. It wasn't about where to get the best deals as right. 
I think even Joystick kind of misinterpreted what it was about. It got picked up by Joystick today, and it seemed to think kind of that we were looking at which was the best trade-in service, which that wasn't quite what I was looking at, but eh, close enough. Whatever. Um, Gets people talking about stuff, and that was the whole reason I wrote the article to begin with. Well, yes, we, we have been talking about it. Okay, so aside from the blog posts, what have you been playing? I've been playing a lot, but I guess I'll only talk about what I've been playing here the last week or so. Right. Which... Please do not talk about everything you have played since our last show. <laughs> well, the main thing I've been playing is Killzone 2, which I oh, absolutely loved. You were so sad when you came upstairs the other day and said I ran out of Killzone. Yeah, it was a, it was a little bit shorter than I was anticipating. It was only took me about seven hours to finish, which is not too short for a first-person shooter. I mean, they're usually in the around the eight-hour range, so it cut it a little bit shorter than I would have liked. But I was very pleasantly surprised by how much I liked this game. Going into it, I I didn't know... Like, I knew it was going to be an okay shooter. Right. But the main reason I bought it was because it's a big-name title that I thought I should play. Now, did you play the first Killzone? No. That was on the PlayStation 2. Okay. Um... Do we own the first? Kill zone? No, we don't own the first kill zone. Okay. Uh, by all accounts, it wasn't anything uh, spectacular. Yeah, it was just another first-person shooter. Okay. Which I had plenty of those. at a time when there was a lot of first-person shooters. Out. Right now, this one, I, I don't think it like forges any new territory or anything really, but it okay. just is very competent at what it does, and it does a very good job with pacing. Mm-hmm. I, I never felt any point during the game that I was getting bored. It. I think it uh, it's similar to Call of Duty 4 in that regards as to where the way they set up the checkpoints, it's kind of like you go through a little uh, set piece area and then you get to a checkpoint and then you're immediately into the next uh, set piece. Right. So it makes you want to keep like just playing like, oh, I'll just play until I get the next tw- checkpoint. Well, and a lot of times, I mean, because from watching you play the checkpoints, you only really know that you got to a checkpoint because there's that little icon in the corner of the screen. Right. So you could just keep playing and playing and playing and playing and playing. And until I figured that out, half the time I was like, okay, no, when are you going to get to your next checkpoint? I get to a save point. Get to your next checkpoint. Yeah. Four save points later, because there's no stopping of the gameplay. Yeah. They actually, that's funny that you bring that up because, uh, yeah, uh-huh. no, seriously, you're done. Yeah. And in joysticks podcast this last week, they talked about using that as an excuse to, uh, to play more like, cause their, their wives and girlfriends aren't big gamers. So if they're wanting to play, like they're talking about having, having times like on the weekends, they would get up early to play games right. and their wives or girlfriend would come downstairs like, and okay, they're like, when are you going to stop? Yeah. And so they, they do the, ah, I got it to the save point. It's kind of like when I played Zelda when I was little, I'd, ha- I'd always scream out to my mom, I got to kill myself first because <laughs> you couldn't save in Zelda without killing yourself. Yeah. But as far as Killzone 2 goes, I haven't played much of the multiplayer. But uh, what I played of it, I liked. I was having trouble. I guess I don't quite understand the voice chat on the P- PlayStation Three. Uh, I had my Bluetooth headset and it was it was working. I could hear people. I could tell that I was speaking because it was moving uh, on the in the setup. It was moving the little bar that showed that I had right. my voice activated. The audio uh, bar. But nobody really. Even though there were people talking, it didn't seem like they were talking to me. Maybe they just, just didn't, didn't want to talk to you. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, I Were guess... Were you saying anything interesting? Uh, not really. Were I was, you being I was, dumb? 
<laughs> I was probably being dumb, but I'm not much of a strategist. Strategist. What? Strategist. Strategist. That's uh-huh. the word. Not much of a linguist either. Apparently, no. <laughs> you're a little rusty. This is going to be like one of those podcasts where people talk about listening, going back and listening to our first podcast, and wow, how much better we've gotten. They're going to be like, wow, this is like your third podcast ever. Right. We've regressed. I'm sure. I, I no doubt about it. As far as the things that I. That took me a little while to get into Killzone were the controls. Some of that's just the PlayStation 3 controller with first-person shooters. I don't think it's quite as uh, comfortable, and it doesn't respond quite the same way as the 360 controller does. Um, once I adjusted the sensitivities and got just further into the game, I got used to how it aimed and everything. Um, it does have some of the same old type of first-person shooter where guys keep coming and running to the same cover. And then they pop their heads out, the put their heads back down, pop their heads out. Put, that yeah, they're using. right there, right, <laughs> right. The mound. Yeah, they see their five dead friends there, but they're still going to run up that to that same like exact wall. Yeah, uh, so there's a little bit of that, which I didn't really mind it so much. There was one section that I compared to uh, kind of playing whack a mole because you were standing across in, in the windows of a different building while they were. <laughs> they were, you were looking across at like a building and that had nine nine windows, yeah. and then you like just a like shooting range. Yeah, it was just like you were just waiting for a guy's a little head to, to pop whatever. up. Other than that, I think it's very well done. It's the first PlayStation Three exclusive that I really have enjoyed, like like a hundred percent. I I liked Uncharted, but it didn't blow me away or anything. It was a solid game, but this really shows off the power of the PlayStation Three, and it's just a good game overall. I mean, I, I don't really need to say much more about it i don't think if you haven't played it try it let's move on to some other things you've played because you've played a lot Mm -hmm. uh noby noby boy yeah we both played a little bit of that you kind of stared at it and went what is going on which one was that this is the one by the catamari caterpillar that poops stuff out yes not my sort of game yeah um i played i've played it a couple times now i like it a lot i do wish there was a little bit more structure to it, a little bit more objective-based, but it's fun to uh, just stretch out and see, like, test the limits of what you can do. Very colorful, of course. Yeah, it's kind of trippy. Yeah, I, yeah it was no $5. There's no way to describe the game. You just have to play the demo. Is there a demo? Mm, I don't no, remember. Okay. It's $5. Yeah. If you're interested in it at all, just just pick it up. You'll, you'll get your $5 worth out of it. Yeah, that you will. Uh, Blue Dragon Plus. I've been playing that. That is for the DS. Uh, Ignition Entertainment sent us that for review. And I'm about eight hours into that, I think, now. Wow. Um, it takes place after the first Blue Dragon, which was a 360 game. Yes. And it has all the same uh, characters from that game. I didn't get very far into the 360 game. I don't even think I got any achievements in it. But... Uh, I did play a little bit of it. So other than it not being a traditional RPG like the 360 version is, it still has that same art style, the same kind of Dragon Be- Dragon Ball Z type of characters. But this is more like a real-time Final Fantasy Tactics type of game where you have your units uh, and it's all stylus-based, though. So you point at your units or you select all your units. You and can circle them. around them. Well, you don't drag them. You just point. No, I said direct them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you point to where you want them to go, and then they go and fight, and you can you can cast different spells by clicking on the different characters and everything. Very simple. It's not that difficult. It's kind of an interesting uh, way that you can... You have three different parties at one time, 
And so you have to split up the characters so that each of those three parties is well-equipped to uh, take on different battles. And you kind of move around this. It's like a cube, and you can go to different different little regions of the cube. Did you like it? I do like it. Okay. Well, you're going to write a, a review on it, right? Mm-hmm. I am. Okay. It's just going to take a little bit longer. I think it's around 30 hours longer worth of game. Longer than you telling us exactly what you're going to write? It's going to take you know, a little bit longer to, to actually finish it up so I can write it. Okay. I, I enjoy it, though, yes. Okay. What have you been playing? I have been playing uh, Fable 2, the expansion pack. And how's that going? Good. Okay. I like it. Anything? No, it, it's been out for a while. It's Fable. Yeah. yeah. I just got around to playing it because I was home from work on Monday and didn't have a ton of stuff to do otherwise. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're liking that. You've also been playing on the Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. Yeah, you and I have both been playing Golden Axe Warrior. Yes, it's which kind is kind of like a Zelda esque. Oh, it's exactly a Zelda esque. <laughs> Except the controllers aren't as good. Yeah, it's a Sega Master System game, which is an unlockable on the collection. So you can't just turn; you have to take two steps before you can move in any direction or anything. You, you automatically take two steps toward the enemy that you're trying so very hard to stab without walking into. Yeah, it's almost a step and a half. It's it's like it doesn't it's weird. It doesn't uh, quite line you up with the enemies all the time. Right. It's got a little bit of room in between steps. And it doesn't matter whether you use the d-pad or the analog no it's kind of like that with a lot of sega master system games and that the controls were a little bit looser than nes games but we've played it a lot i wish i had a boomerang i don't know if there is a boomerang in the game i don't think there is But don't you remember in zelda you could boomerang them and then that stunned them and then you could run up and stab them i I I do recall that yes that's what i want it would make that game a lot easier because i die a lot because of the controls i'm walking into enemies and but it's been fun. We have also been playing Sonic. Yeah, we've been playing a lot of stuff on that Genesis collection. Any um, of the Sonic, like one, two, or three. Although yeah, not, not so much three. Three is not good. Three is awful. Uh, <laughs> we even played Echo. Yeah, I, I, I had never apparently played Sonic three before, because that is a bad game. You would have remembered. Yeah, it was, it was in that stage where they were trying to make things three D looking on the Genesis. Yeah. They had already kind of moved on to the Sega CD and were working on the Saturn and everything or had that in the works. And so they were trying to make all these... Like, the third game in Golden Axe is horrible, too. But, I don't know. I have a review coming out for that soon, too. <laughs> uh, I've got quite a backlog of reviews, but I've started most of them, so they should be coming out fairly fairly regularly you keep now. You saying that, but... No, this time it's, it's true. I, I had that article that I got up. Uh, the next... Review up will be for Big Bang Mini. And then after that, I think the next one is House of the Dead Overkill, which is a very good game. I talked about that on the CADcast I was on a few weeks back. And then I also have one coming for X-Blades, which is a game I've been playing. Okay. That might be the first review I put up that I don't finish the game. It's Is it uh, not a good game? It's not so hot. Um, I'll go into more detail in the review, but it's got issues where the controls aren't so great and all of a sudden it turns from a brawler into more of a platformer. And I am getting tired of dying. Fair enough. Usually not fun things in a game. No. Uh, And then I also played a little bit of the Yakuza 3 demo on the PlayStation 3. 
And that hasn't been announced for America yet. Okay. Um, it's So it's all in Japanese. You remember, you've never played a Yakuza game. Nope. Uh, you remember Shinmu? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like Shinmu, okay. except it's based around uh, the Japanese mafia. Okay. Um, so while I could tell absolutely nothing, nothing about the storyline, story <laughs> uh, it was a fun game. Uh, I really hope somebody picks it up. What I think needs to happen, since this is a only on PlayStation, I think Sony needs to pick up the rights, the publishing rights for North America. It's a Sega game to okay. begin with. But Sega, they haven't done so well with bringing the other Yakuza's over. They didn't sell so so hot on the PS2. Okay. But I think this one would sell all right on the PS3 because uh, they need high quality exclusives. Right. And this seems like one. It's kind of a mix between uh adventure like going around and talking to people and then when it gets to the fighting it's kind of an old school school brawler type of thing. Uh so you're almost you're pulling off like wrestling moves and kind of the same type of moves that were in Dead Rising when you were fighting all the zombies except now you're fighting other mobsters and everything. Right. So I really enjoyed that, but I can't see myself importing it because it's just going to get too hard to tell what I'm what I'm doing. With no storyline. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like to see them bring that over with just just subtitles would be fine because the voice acting is is good. Cutscenes are nice. If you have a Japanese PlayStation account, you can go on there and download the demo and try it. Uh, it's a long demo too. You can play for at least like 45 minutes or so. Wow, that is long. It gives it gives you a good feel of the game, though. Okay, so moving on to what you bought. That's about all that we've been playing. Um, well, that isn't coming out this week. Yeah, shopping-wise, I picked up a couple Sega CD games. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good use of money. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were three for fifteen at uh, this place called Game City Three Sixty. Care how cheap they are. You realize one's called Wild Woody and stars a pencil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't pass that up for 3 for 15. You, you have to understand that Sega CD games, they're bad in a good way. Oh, I understand. So I, I picked up Wild Woody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up Dungeon Explorer, which is kind of a gauntlet-style game. And uh, for the Sega Master System, I picked up Fantasy Zone The Maze, which is a Pac-Man ripoff starring the Oopa Oopa from Fantasy Zone. <laughs> What does the Oompa Oompa look like? Uh, Fantasy Zone is like a scrolling shooter type of thing. Yeah, the case is right there. You can grab it. Yeah. No, what does he look like? I don't... No, it's a, it's a, it's that little ship there with wings. It has like bird wings on the front. Turn it back over. There you go. Well, this yeah, little guy. That's not what he looks like. Just because that's what he looks like on the cover doesn't mean that's what he looks like all pixelated. Oh, okay. Well, he kind of looks like that. you got to use your imagination. Yeah, I guess. kind of oh, looks like a spaceship with wing, oopa, wings. Oopa Oopa. Yes. Oopa Oopa. Or Opa Opa. I don't know. Okay, well, you'll never play those. Sure I will. So enjoy them. When? When have you played a Sega CD game that was not on a compilation for a current-gen system in the past five years? Um, I played some of Dark Dungeon something or other Dark Dark Wizard? Dark Wizard. I don't Dark remember Wizard. you having the Sega CD up. Yes, I played it in the basement, actually. You can go back several podcasts, and, and I talk about Dark Wizard. Okay. Um, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I'll take my word for it, too. I think I played that. 
Fair enough. I know I bought it. Okay. Well, I'm done giving you a hard time because I really don't care that you bought right? those games. Like, whatever. Yeah. And I also picked up Halo Wars. Yeah. Um, I got that with your parents gave me a gift card for my birthday. For your birthday, yep. Yep. So I went and picked that up, and Wombat and I are going to play some of that co-op. Um, but I have not played that at all yet. You've been playing something on for the CAG gaming night on Sundays. Oh, we played Halo the first night, and then uh, this last night they played, uh, or this last Sunday, it's every Sunday from 8 to 10 Eastern time, they played Killzone 2, which I tried to get into, but I was having network problems where it wasn't logging me into the servers. And by the time I finally got logged in, the uh, room was all full. So uh, I don't think Cheapy even got to play. I think it was just Wombat in there, and he was, uh, yeah, he was he was showing off how good he was at first-person shooters, I'm sure. Showing off his skills? If you want to call them that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, well, um We've been playing a lot of stuff, but I think that's it. So let's move on and talk about the contest that we had a long, long time ago. Yeah, it was uh, your most anticipated game of 2009. And here it is, mid-March. We're finally addressing the winner. It is still 2009, so we're, we're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. And it was for a copy of WarioWare Touched for the DS. Who was it donated by? Uh, that would be by Rob Just. Okay. And the winner is Clockwork Zombie who, strangely enough, picked Mad World as his game, which is coming out this week. So uh, he said his most anticipated game would have to be Mad World. It looks like the kind of game that would get me to dust off my week. Fair enough. Good timing. uh, It's coming out this week. Yeah, so send me your uh, contact information, Clockwork Zombie, and we will get that game in the mail. Okay, so let's talk about games that are coming out this week, starting with the multi-platform games. Okay, first off, we have... My Sims Party? That is a mini-game collection with uh, the My Sims characters. And so it's for the DS and the Wii. Yeah. Uh, Have yeah. fun playing those mini-games by yourself on your DS. <laughs> maybe they can Maybe they can hook up with other DSs and play or something. Wi-Fi like connect. Like a Wi-Fi party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, moving on to the biggest game this week, it's Resident Evil 5 for the PlayStation 3 and the 360. Okay. And we tried the demo of this, and what did you think? I wasn't a fan. Not that I'm not a fan of the Resident Evil series, but the controls were frustrating. I don't like that you can't shoot and walk at the same time. I was the girl character, and so I had... It wasn't a shotgun, it was a rifle of some kind that had a scope on it. Okay. And when you use that weapon, you have to hit, what, the left trigger? You have to hold down the left trigger. To go into shooting mode, and it automatically zooms in with the scope, and then you hit the right trigger to fire one shot at a time. So you hit the right trigger, you fire, then it comes out of zooming in mode. Then you have to hit the right trigger again, and it has to go back into zooming in mode before you can actually fire a shot. You don't keep the scope. Okay, I understand what you're saying. that makes sense? Yeah. So there was a lot of of slow time in using that weapon just because of all these unnecessary, like, if you're shooting with a rifle, you're not going to, like, take your eye off the scope every time you're... Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. know. I, I don't know. I can't say that I've ever actually shot a rifle, but it seems to me like for the sake of a video game, you just want it to be as fluid as possible. I find it incredibly frustrating to not be able to move and shoot at the same time. 
I, I would agree. And uh, the other thing that frustrated me. Yes, keep going. Is, also with the controls is so you get yourself into the habit of, okay, I can't walk and shoot at the same time, but if I hit my left trigger and then the right trigger, I can shoot. Right. But if you want to whip out your weapon or your um, knife, okay, you hit the left bumper and mm-hmm. the right trigger, which to me... It should just be classified as an, another weapon. Like, there needs to be something easier to scroll between weapons. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I I kind of feel the same way. I really want to play Resident Evil 5, but truth be told, I couldn't get through Resident Evil 4. It just never clicked with me. I've always had trouble with the controls since they've changed them. The story looked good. The graphics looked good. I'm you sure liked that the fun. zombies were having a pep rally. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure that zombies aren't smart enough to rally. Yeah, I, I, there's that confused me a little. Once it got to Resident Evil Four, there were like they had like villagers that were like tending the field zombies and everything. So they they went kind of a different route. I don't. They're really smart zombies. in yeah. Resident Evil. Yeah. The other thing I didn't like is the split screen. That was weird. How it it's does that? It's not a true split screen. It's like picture in picture, where half your probably not half, but a, a good majority of the screen is is black space. Yeah, they they took it so it's still widescreen for both people. I think it's still the exact same proportions as like it would be, like on the, on the full TV. But they they offset one player to like the left side, and then the left side of the top half of the screen. Right. And then they put the other the other person on the right side of the bottom half of the screen. It's just really awkward to me. I don't yeah. know. The whole – it, and I only gave it 20 minutes. So I have to say, you know, yeah, it wasn't having, a fair shot. I guess, having not but. gotten through Resident Evil 4, this definitely isn't a immediate pickup for me. Uh, it might be something I Gamefly because I think co-op online would work better because you get the full use of the screen, which this game does offer both local and online co-op. Right. And that's what I said this morning. I said this is probably going to be better if we – Played it co-op, but then we'd have to own two copies. Yeah, and I'm definitely not to that point with this game. <laughs> but if if you liked Resident Evil 4, this is the same type of action-oriented zombie game. Um, I liked the Resident Evils back before they became action-oriented, so you had it was much more about exploring environments and puzzle solving right. and shooting the occasional when zombie. They were scary. There's a lot more yeah. jumping out. Yeah, there was stuff like popping out at you and stuff like that. And it was less. Now it, it's all about fighting the controls at the same time you're fighting the zombies. And the hordes. It's numbers. Before yeah. it was a couple zombies that could kill you quick if you didn't know they were there. But now it's a lot of zombies that for the most part, if you had that rifle I had, one shot does them. But there's a hundred of them. Yeah. And then the guy with the axe comes in and And, and then you're and dead. You. Mm-hmm. But, uh. Yeah, so we, we're not very good at that game. But uh, there are some deals for it because a lot of people right. are going to like this game. I, we're not saying series. it's a bad game because it looks like a great game. It's I just can't get my head around it. I don't know for whatever reason. It's kind of, you know, it's just a personal taste thing. Yep. I, and Toys R Us is having the, probably the best deal on this. Uh, you're getting a $20 gift card if you buy it on Friday or Saturday. Wow. And also, Deep Discount has the uh, both the 360 and the PS3 Collector's Editions for seventy eight ninety nine with free shipping. What does the Collector's Edition come with? Uh, I'm not entirely positive. I know it comes with this gold necklace that has a charm of Africa. So perfect for... 
for us. I mean, I can wear that anywhere, right? My, it should come with a zombie head. No, the, it's set in Africa. So you want you want a big gold chain of Africa. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, there it is, Resident Evil 5. Okay, well, it, moving on. Um, SBK Superbike World Championship. Uh, neither one of us really took this game, per se, to preview it. Um, it's, 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 it's a budget racing motorcycle racing sim okay that, well. that's really all you need to know it's coming out for the 360 the ps3 and the psp it's 30 dollars on the next gen or the 360 and the ps3 if you don't like them be calling next gen systems yeah. current gen yeah is current that... gen okay uh, totally Spies, Totally Party, I'm guessing is some sort of mini game compilation. Totally Spies line was a cartoon that was on... Cartoon Network. Was it? Yep. Long time ago. Yeah, it's apparently it's in its last season. Oh, I, I think it's, it's only it's overseas. On? Okay. It's a French cartoon originally. Obviously, I look up way too much information, even for games that I write three words yeah, for a preview. Yeah, this is why I had to just stop. Yeah. Because... I, I, I get I way too involved in these I, things. I don't have time for this. I don't yeah. want to get, know that stuff. I don't want to know that about that game. I am now stupider for you having told me that because those brain cells could be devoted to something useful. But I will never forget that Totally Spies is a French cartoon. Nobody will. Thanks a lot. Okay, so, you know, segue from brain cells to Trivial Pursuit. You and I have played a lot of Buzz and seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, we played quite a bit of Trivial Pursuit on the Xbox as well. The thing that Trivial Pursuit's got going for it is that it's got a couple different game modes. Um, there's a clear the board type game mode. There's your traditional. Um, the other thing I like is that it's got the the six categories that you're you know familiar with from Trivial Pursuit. The downfall is probably the look of the game. It's really bland. The screen, for the most part, is black with just your game board and your icons and stuff overlapping it. Okay. Nothing that's, like, going to keep me interested for very long. Um, what would? I don't know. I like the Buzz games. That's true. I mean, they, they are built from the ground up to be video game trivias, right. trivia games. Right. Does it have online play at all or is it just local or what no no online play there is downloadable content coming out in the future and there is some downloadable content available for two of the versions um the 360 and the playstation 3 at the time of launch you'll be able to get that and download it it's free um it's included in the wii and the playstation 2 versions i think Two two of the versions it got included in, and two of the versions it didn't. Don't quote me on the actual systems, but um, that would make sense. The systems you you mentioned that's that's why I guessed them. But um, it's it it will be free for the two systems that you have to download it on. Okay, and I saw at GameStop for the 360 version, they had if you pre-ordered it, or I'm guessing you might still be able to get it on on the deal. uh, There was a code to unlock 300 gaming related questions as well. Can you download those? I'm sure they have to be available at a later time or that code's going to get out there and you're just going to be able to put it in and unlock them. But there were questions about Halo and everything like that. I like Trivial Pursuit. I mean, we play a lot of games with our family and I I like this kind of game. Um, The one thing that is kind of disappointing is it's one of those trivia games that you don't need the buzzers for. And I really like the buzzers. 
Oh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess uh, they could have made it so you could play with the uh, the CNET buzzers. Right, but the they CNET did buzzers or the buzz buzzers. Hmm. So. Well, not, yeah, yeah, I guess on the PS3. I was thinking yeah. the 360 version. Yep. Yeah. Um, so moving on to games coming out for the Wii, uh, M&M's Beach Party um, is, you know. It's a collection of mini games starring the M&M's. M&M's. Great. How is this a viable license that they can just keep on releasing M&M games? Maybe M&M, what is it, Mars and... Mm-hmm. Mars. Mars and Mars? Oh, I don't I don't know what it stands for. It's, it, Mars owns them. Right, but the M&M stands for something. Um, <laughs> now that's going to drive me crazy. Come on, trivia boy. <laughs> I just assumed they called them M&Ms because they no, had M's on them. No, it's it stands for the company name. But anyway, um, they must have deep pockets. Or they like whoring out the... Well, they're not paying for them. Well, I'm, I know. I'm they sure... like they like putting the M&M's logo on everything. Well, it makes sense for the M&M's. I just don't know if it makes sense for, for zoo, a video game. For zoo games. No, M&M's, it's just like you're walking down the video game aisle and you see an M&M's game. You're like, oh, maybe I'll buy some M&M's on the way out of the store. But <laughs> but for zoo games to be paying for the M&M's license right. to I, produce games, they, they better have gotten that cheap. I don't know. Maybe it's like somebody's cousin, like... You know, it's, it's staying in the family. I don't know. Uh, moving on to the game that's going to make us dust off our Wii's, Mad World. Our, our Wii has been properly dusted off here here recently. I played a lot of House of the Dead. When was that? Uh, I've been playing it as recently as last week. I haven't used the Wii in months. No, I think the last thing you probably played on the Wii was, uh, you played Wario World. Or Wario Land, I mean, shake it. Mm-hmm. So you played that. So that's that's pretty recent. Um, <laughs> but Mad World, yeah, it's a ultra violent uh, beat 'em up with it's all set where all all is it, all of it is in black and white, uh, except for blood. Okay, is it's rated M? Oh, clearly. Is it the first Wii game? No, no, no. It's not the first Wii, Wii game to be rated M. Oh. There's been plenty of Wii games rated M. Like this what? is uh, House of the Dead is definitely M. Oh, that's the the one that you said was really weird. That is the one that has the most disturbing ending of a video game that I have ever played. Okay. Uh, Great. Yes. So this is also from Sega. Sega's okay. really pushing the envelope here on the Wii. Uh, this are this already came out that some uh, lobbyist groups were upset about it or whatever today that this was tarnishing Nintendo's image or something. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah, it's it's really violent. You have a arm that turns into a chainsaw, <laughs> and you can impale people with that or cut them in half, and you get bonus points for being more creative in the way that you uh, defeat enemies. So who's coming out with the peripheral that's the chainsaw arm that goes over your real <laughs> arm that you clip the Wiimote into? I'm surprised they haven't made that yet. Because, because there was that one, what, were, they were the box, they came in the box, and it was, was the chainsaw that controller. That was the Resident Evil 4 controller, right. the chainsaw controller, yes. So, I mean, totally, you could just clip that Wiimote in the end of the chainsaw, and good to go. I might buy that one. <laughs> you could put it, they have those little toy chainsaws. Yeah, it would be really like easy. Play school makes them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it could work. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But it's... It's over the top, but it's in a humorous way too. Like it's it's hard to take it serious. The vo- the commentators the whole time are. Do you remember who Greg Proops is? 
from Whose Line Is It Anyways? Yeah. The guy with the glasses and the curly right, hair. Right, but it's not Proops. It's Greg Probst or something. No, but it's, yeah. Proops. it's Proops, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, okay. that guy. Yeah, no, he came to my college. Remember Northern? Mm-hmm. He was at Northern. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think I, I, think I remember going to see him or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is one commentator. The other commentator is John DiMaggio, who is the voice of Bender on Futurama. Oh, yeah, okay. And, and the voice of... <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's just a great voice, but it's probably not Bender. Uh, his voice always kind of sounds, sounds like, like that. Sounds like Bender? Okay. He's, He's also the, the main guy in Gears of War. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that or not. No, I knew that. Okay. Yeah, they, he always kind of has that Bender-sounding voice to him. So the commentary is really funny. Um, the only thing I can see about the game is it might get uh, a little bit old if you played it for extended periods of time. So it will be a good game to like pick up and play for maybe like a half hour or whatever. Which and then, makes it good for the down. Wii. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if I'm going to buy it for uh, $50 or Amazon has it for 46 99 right now. Uh, but I do hope Sega sends it to me so I can review it. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll play it for free, but probably not for 50 So the ideal price point is somewhere in between 0 and 50 Uh Well, I think it's a $50 game, but my price point for it is probably around the $30 range. Fair enough. Uh, Marble Saga... Kororinpa. Kororinpa? Yes. Uh, this is the second Kororinpa game for the Wii. Uh, the first one came out eh, fairly close to launch, and it is a Super Monkey Ball type of game, Marble Madness, where right. you're moving around the environment to try to guide these balls through uh, different Not kinds of mazes. Very good at those kind of games, but you and Cheapy really like them. There was one for the that Xbox was Marble, Marble that Blast guys, Ultra. You guys played all the time. Yeah, that's it's a similar enough type of type of uh, idea. It's got um, marbles and gravity. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it looks like it's. A great deal of value for thirty dollars because it has uh, it's got multiplayer in it this time. It has a hundred fifty levels of just campaign mode, um, and it also has a level creator that looks pretty cool. So you can create your own little mazes and everything. Hmm. Uh, and it it's got some. I don't, the storyline involves an ant trying to get to a sunflower, and so I guess the ant is maybe pushing around the balls. I don't know. <laughs> but you can customize what your what your ball looks like. You can even stick your uh stick your Wii inside of kind of like an American gladiator type of ball. And not your Wii, your me. <laughs> I was like, wait, huh? Yeah, no. No, okay. you're your me inside of like an American gladiator type ball and roll them around as the as the marble. Huh. So it's it's got little cute stuff to it. Okay. Um so thirty dollars, not too bad for that. Um, new play control Mario Power Tennis. Okay, so let's talk about this, because I'm sure it's been on a lot of these podcasts, and ours certainly is um, no different in that I am not so crazy about this whole releasing GameCube games with Wii controls and charging 30 bucks for them. Uh, it's on a case-by-case basis with me. I don't feel that I need to rebuy any of these, because... I have every game that they're going to re-release, and right. I prefer regular controller to Wii controls in the first place. Right. Um, but for me, it doesn't make sense for Mario Power Tennis. It makes sense. Why does it not make sense for Mario Power Tennis? Not for us, but from a Nintendo point of view, it totally does, because then you got Mario on a tennis game, and there's not been a Mario tennis game. Well... Yeah, that that's fine. It's for the Wii. I get why Nintendo can benefit from it, because you have Wii Play that has tennis on there already, 
and people go, oh, it's a Mario game that plays like we play. Right. But I don't want that. Right. Uh, it is, <laughs> like, if you played the GameCube version, there's a lot of precision to the controls. I mean, you can really do your different shots, and you have to move Mario around to be able to set up, like, it's like tennis, most tennis games, where when you get there, if you hold down the bo- the button, then he hits it harder. Right. There's a couple different play controls with this new play control Mario Power Tennis. Uh, one of them is simply Wii Sports type controls, where you stand there and you swing your arm forward, he hits it back with a forehand. You swing your arm backwards, but you can't he hits like put spin on it and stuff like that. You can, and that's all dependent on the angle in which you hit the ball. Ugh, so that's really accurate and super precise. Right. Okay. Uh, so, and there's a couple other control schemes, but they're all very convoluted. Like, they're just not as easy as just a plain controller. And from what I understand, all of these new play control titles don't let you pl- plug in a GameCube controller and play the game the original way. Really? Yes. They, as far as I've read, they've took a- taken out that functionality. That stinks. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. But, but not the next title I could see wanting. Yeah, it makes sense for this next one. It's New Play Control Pikmin. Right, which we really liked Pikmin. Mm-hmm. And with a point-and-click style of interface. It'd be really easy to toss those Pikmin wherever you wanted them to yeah, be. Yeah, to, to select them, to tell them where to go, to pick them up and throw them. That makes sense. I, I can see Pikmin being almost an inspiration for like Miyamoto or whoever came up with the Wiimote idea. And that that game would play better with that control scheme. Yes. Absolutely. So this makes sense to me. I would rather see a Pikmin 3 with the Wiimote controls, a brand new Pikmin game. Um, but That would require more resources. Yeah, but hopefully these Pikmin, these re-releases sell well enough to where... Somebody who demands a... Yeah, a third one. Uh, they've already announced the Pikmin 2 is coming out with these new controls as well. And that is the better game that has co-op play and no time limit or anything. Yeah. So you might just want to wait for that one uh, and pay your $30 for that and just go ahead and skip the first Pikmin. Unless you've never played it, I guess. I don't. Even, even still, even, yeah. you and I had never played it and we still prefer the second one. Yep. Um, so moving on to the DS, Animal Planet Emergency Vets. Uh, yeah, Activision's first entry into the veterinary games. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how about the next one, Avalon Code? That looks interesting. All the games I previewed, actually, I would buy. This is a good week for you. It wasn't so hot for me. No. Go ahead, though. Avalon Code, what's this about? So this game is an RPG, but it's kind of got a twist in that the world is ending. And rather than save the world, you're just going to take your big old book, and you're going to go kind of interview and memorize the qualities of everything you meet so materials and monsters and weapons and then when the universe is calm again you can recreate them okay that makes sense it's kind of cool you have this book and you walk up to a monster and you can imprint the monster's characteristics into your book and then change them so the monster's got super defense, you imprint it, you decrease the defense, and then you can kill it. So it's kind of an RPG. I know. What, wait, wait, wait. You're trying to get things into this book so you can recreate them. Right. Why would I want the monsters? Well, they're going to die anyway. Well, because, I don't Is know. Like Why did Noah ecosystem? take the, the spiders? I would have left them, but he took them. 
whatever. Go with it. Okay, you got me there. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to offset the balance of good and evil and... All right, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So with your book, you can change all the characteristics of things. It's almost kind of like the alchemy in other games, but you're doing it all from your book. That's all I know. I haven't actually played it. Okay. Uh, it, it looks colorful and... It looks girly. like... It, it's got kind of an um, Eternal Sonata look to it, which is good for the DS. And I don't know. It's supposed to be amazing. Everyone who's played it said it was good. And... Okay. Well, um, it's different. We'll have to pick that one up. So that looked good to me. Um, <laughs> next is Boeing... Dokomodake? Dokomodake. Okay, which is a mushroom. I see that. She's a female mushroom. Really? And she splits into five little baby mushrooms. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's a platformer. Okay. And it's... So is he a mushroom woman? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, we haven't had any of those. Mushroom women? No. She's a mushroom woman, and so, like, you you go through the level, and let's say there's a weight switch that you walk onto, and if you're whole, it sinks. But let's say you don't want to fall down on that on that switch. Okay. So you split yourself off into your little five mushrooms and okay. walk across. Okay. You can stack your little mushroom friends so that you can climb up them like a ladder. You can turn them on their side and throw them at things. You can make them into like the little blocks that you step on. You can hit switches with them. You can do all kinds of stuff. So it's this, it's a platformer that's all based on getting through the puzzles. Okay. And it's timed, and you have to get all the coins and all the treasure chests within the level. All right. Sounds interesting. You would like it a lot. All right. And we actually have this game now. You've played it a little bit. I played through the entire first world. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, we got that from Ignition Not very fast. And the only thing that I I have to say so far that's a negative is, so it's all touchscreen based, and it also uses the D-pad and the, the... Let's see, the Y and A buttons move left and right, and the X and Bs go up and down. So I had to open my DS to look at that. Um, so you can use a combination of touchscreen and buttons. Okay. But the only thing that I, as I said, that's kind of a bit of a negative is, so you split the mushrooms by using your stylus to kind of pull the big mushroom apart, and you put them back together by circling them all and dragging them back. Okay. If you hit one of the little baby mushrooms, it turns it onto its side so you can throw it. But if you drag it, you can move it places. And sometimes I find it's a little overly sensitive when I put my stylus down to drag it somewhere. It thinks I'm turning it on its side. All right. So uh, it's just I'll a little... I'll have to see what that's all about, yeah. It's it's just a little touchy in that respect. Yeah, for, for 20 bucks so far, do you think it's... It's totally worth $20. Okay. Now, this is some mascot or something, it says in your... Yeah, preview? it's um, that little uh, mushroom. It's like the 7-Up game. That little mushroom is the uh, is the mascot for a Japanese cell phone company that's, like, taken over Japan. Everyone loves it. That That's... It's become its own brand. That's strange that it would come over here as a... Just like a standalone property. But it's it's not because it's a mushroom. It's because the game is a good platforming game. I mean, they could have made this a crappy game, but they didn't. Whoever was behind it, it's a solid platformer. All right. Well, uh... It's better than mushroom. Can we expect a review from you on this? 
Well, I'm already through the first world. All right. All right. Well, save some of it for your review then. We'll, okay. We'll move on to the next game, which, which I actually took the time to look at. It's Dream Day Weddings. Wedding Destinations. Oh, Dream Day Wedding Destinations. Yes. The Destinations is really small on the on the cover art. Uh, okay. Yeah, so... Uh, I've got better games to talk about. Let's just move on. No, this one actually isn't as bad as what it sounds. It it's is. a hidden object game. So by finding all like the li- different things like in the cake shop or in the flower shop or whatever... You plan these three perfect wedding days for three different brides. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I would probably play it. Who is that geared toward, though? Uh, You're not their oh, target no. audience. This is this is geared towards Mrs. Wombat. She likes hidden object games. Women like hidden object games. What's your problem? <laughs> it's not that I don't like hidden object games. You've never games. even played one. I just... See, I, I've played Mystery Case Files. I, li- I liked it okay. It the thing is, it, it, they're not good games. Why does it but have to be wedding? Things? They're strangely addictive. Well, I believe that a lot of games that are not good are strangely addictive. Mm-hmm. That's where the whole flash-based game comes from. But yeah. why, why, why? Do you have something against weddings? No, I just think that their target audience would have to be very small. Like if they made it Dream Day Sports not- Arena. Automatically, not... a lot more people are gonna buy it just from their their the core audience. Did you not see the Lisa Kudrow Professor Layton commercial yesterday? I did see that. Okay, there's a large audience looking for this game. Okay, so that's interesting you, that you brought that up because you seem to think that Lisa Kudrow on a DS commercial is geared toward women, but the majority of the people that Lisa Kudrow blonde. Fairly decent-sized boobs are men. No, no, no. No, there, there's more women fans of Lisa Kudrow than there are men. We need to somehow settle that issue, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not quite sure how I'm we not, do that on the I podcast or, or a poll on CAG. I don't think we quite get the, no, the numbers that we need there. <laughs> I mean, I agree. That's a, that's a good part of that is that women like her. She's very likable. She's Phoebe, and Phoebe's very fun. And so if Phoebe plays a DS, we should play the DS too. But I don't mm-hmm. know. I think a lot of that is is she's blonde and she's attractive. So here, let's watch her play the DS. Really? That's yeah. what you get out of that commercial? No, it's not all I get out of it. But you're acting like you're the one who brought it up, so you noticed it. No, I, I, I noticed it just because of the video game aspect. It's not that I noticed it because, wow, Lisa Kudrow is really hot or anything. So Carrie Underwood playing dogs or whatever that Nintendo yeah she dogs? plays Nintendo dogs in one of the commercials uh more attractive yes but still not aimed towards guys Nintendo dogs you think Nintendo dogs is no i don't think Nintendo dogs is aimed toward guys but i don't think dream day weddings is aimed toward guys either no it's not it's, it's aimed for the females who like point and click mm-hmm. hidden, hidden object, object games. games yes i'm glad we agree okay <laughs> Next up. So how come the only oh, point? Not click, next up. How come the only point and click game that's available on my iPhone is the ESPN Sports Pictures of the Day? That is a barroom game. They're a little bit, little bit different. Not much, but a little bit. Plus, girls love playing that too. So okay, so there you go. Then release the ESPN game 
on the DS, and you get two target audiences, male and female, release the Dream Day wedding destinations, and you got women and their gay friends. Smaller target audience. That's my only point. Well, yeah, but, I mean, not every game has to appeal to every audience. And the other thing is, who's going to look at that? I'm walking through Toys R Us. You're looking for a game, looking for a game. I'm not going to look at that twice because I'm not going to look at it and think, oh, maybe that's a hidden object game. I'm going to look at that and think, what is this, some stupid well, kind of wedding sim? And on keep the co- on going. On the cover itself, it says, find hidden objects to complete the romantic adventure. Yeah, and that's the size of a quarter on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't think it was marketed very good. So you're saying I shouldn't buy this for you? No, if you buy that for me for my birthday, I'll be mad. You got one of those coming up, huh? In a while. All right. Well, it's twenty dollars. I don't care. Not a bad price. Uh, Jake Power Handyman is the next game, and uh, this is coming off his fireman and uh, policeman roles. It's a mini game collection for young boys. Should they have targeted this at one? No. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. What's your problem? I don't know. Uh, my English coach, you pronounce the rest of that. Para Hispano Pariantes? Sure. It's my English coach for Spanish speaking, speaking people. people. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Sure. That That's great. My pet shop? This is... Square Enix's first foray into uh, pet shop games. Sweet. The interesting thing about this is, I was reading the quotes. The The first feature of the game is, Catch over 40 different animals, ranging from golden retrievers and calico cats to pandas and penguins. You are catching golden retrievers in this game. <laughs> in the wild? I have no idea. But you are out hunting golden retrievers. <laughs> So then you can bring, then you don't actually own a pet shop. You go to the pet shop to buy accessories for these wild golden retrievers that you have caught. caught. Huh. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> and the girl looks like Cooking Mama's daughter or something. Yeah, she does. Uh, World Championship Games, a track and field event. Pretty much your standard uh, hit the screen a bunch of times, scratch on the screen, click the meters, yeah, Yeah, track and field. So this next one, Zubo, looks intriguing. It's a rizzle, rizzle, wow, it's a rhythm based, (laughs) for shizzle, it's a rhythm, oh, thanks a lot. Yes. It's a rhythm based action RPG game. Can you dissect that out in your head? Rhythm based action RPG. Couldn't get any other uh, genres four kids. in there? Four kids. Okay, four kids. Yes. Now I got it. So I there's Zubo. really... I didn't check out the trailers today because I was at work and... I've checked out a lot of these trailers, actually. What, so They're kind of funny. It looks like fun. I mean, it's got you, like little people that kind of remind me of Weebles or something that you'd play with as a kid. Yeah, they kind of they kind of remind you, not Mighty Mugs, but uh, Kubricks. Yeah. The little Kubrick figures. They kind of remind me of those guys. And they all have uh, different, like, little, I don't know, attitudes personalities. or personalities. Yeah. Uh, and they battle each other, I guess, by dancing. Mm-hmm. And 
they're very humorous little dance moves and animations. Uh, the website for it is great. Like so it has every character's little. Everybody that previewed it move. said that yes, it's geared toward a younger audience, but it's fun and cool and quirky enough that most DS lovers would probably be okay buying it and picking it up and playing it. Just because it's a, ca- it'd just be more of a casual game than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty bucks for that, no deals though. So wait until it falls. I guess, yeah, yeah. I'm not, it might I'm be not... hard to find. My guess is they're not going to make a ton it's, of them. It's the kind of game. Well, it's EA, so they're probably going to be a decent amount produced, but they really haven't advertised for it much, which is strange to me. I'm not really sure what to think about. Like it, it kind of is intriguing. I think you'd have fun with it. I'm sure I would. Uh, what? I mean, I can pretty much play anything. Moving on to the PSP. Manakamiya Student Alliance, which is a updated port, if you will, of Manakamiya Students of Al Revis that was out for the PS2. It's an RPG that's a um, campus-based RPG, so you're your student and you have to take classes, and all the classes really are are... Um, Brief little cutscenes with, okay, here's your quest to pass, but you have to succeed at so many quests to pass each semester and, and move on, and you learn how to synthesize stuff, and um, there's a lot of different places within the campus to search, and I really like it. I've played, I've been playing the PS2 version because that's what we had, and I don't really think I need the PSP version because it is essentially the same game, and I, it's updated, but I don't really need, I don't tend to play things on the PSP very often. So I'm just happy staying with the PlayStation 2 version. Well, that's good. Um, it looked interesting from what you were, you were playing of it. It looks, I mean, it's it's got kind of a nostalgic look to it. Yeah, it's got the more typical of what you saw on the uh, PlayStation 1 type of uh, character models. Like, it, the animation and the graphics and everything are very, like, PlayStation 2-y. I mean, it, it's, right. it, they look good. It it got really poor reviews on Metacritic from actual gaming sites, and by poor I mean like fives. To me, I mean, what do you, what do you think? You've watched it. Does that game look like a five? Not to me, from what I what I've seen you play of it. I mean, the the enemy characters are it's very cute. It is cute, and but I think that it just kind of goes along with the whole you're a student thing. It's a little bit different. I like I like the layout being around the campus, on the for the RPG elements. I don't know. I've really enjoyed it, and I think that it was underappreciated by the critics. But that's just my opinion. Well, it's on sale it's a, for twenty eight dollars like on the PSP at Amazon. It's supposed to be a cousin or whatever to the. Atelier Iris. That's right, it is. It's from that series. Series, yeah. Which this looked better than that series, actually, from what I've little bit of I played of Atelier Iris. So, I I think it's totally worth it, and if you're looking for a good RPG for your PlayStation Portable, that's it. Okay, moving on to on the DL for the uh, Wii Virtual Console this week. There's one game. It is Alex Kidd: The Lost Stars. Now, we played a little bit of Alex Kidd in Miracle World on the Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. You remember that was a little monkey-looking boy that punched cars? <laughs> and yeah, played, uh, that had a very played paper, rock, scissors. questionable uh, collision detection. Yes, uh, that is better than this. 
that's coming out this week. Uh, the Lost oh, Stars is the second game in the series. That game that I only made it through like five minutes of is better? Yes, yes than The Lost Stars. Oh. Uh, it's another platformer. Uh, the Alex Kidd series... That's quite the endorsement. Didn't improve as you went along. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, $5 for that. Uh, not really going to buy that. Uh, we actually already own that for the Sega Master System, so don't need to rebuy it. Um, and also for WiiWare this week, there is Gradius Rebirth, which is a new Gradius game, um, kind of. It's still in a 16-bit type of graphics. Is this uh, a shooter? Yeah, it's, it's a scrolling shooter. Okay. Uh, it's one where you're scrolling to the side and you're in kind of t- inside of tunnels and that type of thing. Okay. Um, but it's kind of like a mashup of all the old Gradius games, so you'll see things that you recognize from the older games. So Gradius fans will enjoy this. Other people... A little fan service. Yeah, other people really won't like take to it. I don't think it's $10, um, which I think... Again, Gradius fans, $10 is a good price, I think. But for anybody else, this isn't really going to do much for you. Crystal Defenders. What's that? It sounds fun. Uh, This is Final Fantasy's take on tower defense. This came out originally for the iPhone and the iPod. Did you play it on the iPhone? I played it on the iPod, the click wheel iPod. And I didn't play that much of it uh, just because, I don't know, the controls on the iPod weren't the best. Right, because all you had then is the wheel, right? Yeah, well, this game, the game came out at the same time for the iPhone and the iPod. But right, but the iPod doesn't use touch. Right, but the iPhone version of it was just a port of the iPod version of it, so, so they gave you a virtual wheel type thing on the so iPhone. So it didn't use touch either. Not really. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, and the iPhone version was more expensive. It was $8, while the iPod version was $5. Oh. The Xbox 360 version is $10, but obviously the controllers are going to be much better. Um, so it's your typical tower defense, except you're getting attacked by, like, chocobos and... Uh, I think you play as the mages, the black mages, if I remember correctly. Uh, it's been a little while, but... Can we play it together? No, that is the other thing about it. One player. Oh. Uh, but for $10, if you are a fan of this type of game and Final Fantasy, uh, it's probably worth that because as far as I remember, there are no uh, tower defense games on, on Xbox. Uh, there might be some in the community game section, but but nothing from Xbox Live Arcade or retail release. Um, also this week for Xbox Live is NCAA Basketball 09 March Madness Edition. Now this is, you were telling me about this, it's not the full season. It's just the 64, 65 teams that are in the... In the NCAA tournament, yes. Okay. So they, it's the same game uh, that came out as, as the full release. Okay. Uh, same... By that I mean same uh, gameplay and graphics and everything like that. But they have pared it down to where it is only the 65 teams that are in this year's tournament. To start off with, when you download it, it's going to give you the 65 teams from last year. And then as soon as this Sunday, when they announce this year's bracket, all of those teams will get put into the game. Uh, Actually, I think this is a pretty good idea, but it's $15, which I think it needs to be in the $10 range. Really? I think $15 for a basketball game? Well, the problem New? is the problem is you you could buy the the full game of it used for 
cheap. Yeah, or you could buy a last year's version for they cheap. They devalue so quickly. Right. Which I understand that's why this is a good business move for EA to put this out. Right. You get more you get more revenue from something you've already created. Right. Um but yeah, I didn't really like the gameplay from the full retail release either. So again, ten dollars would have been the magic point for this for me. The next game though is a definite buy. Peggle? Yeah. You have still not played Peggle. I haven't played Peggle. Okay, I played this also on my iPod, and that one worked really well on the iPod. Do you know what Peggle is? No. Peggle is a combination of Plinko. Okay. From Price is Right. Right. And uh, almost kind of a bust a move. That's the one where you shoot the ball up and match three balls and then disappear. So... In Peggle, at the top of the screen, you're shooting from, you have that little thing where you kind of angle where you want your shot to go. Right. And the whole object is to get rid of, oh, I forget which color they are, but there's a certain color of pegs that you have to hit to clear the level. And you have a set number of balls as, as you begin the level. And so all it is is angling your shot so that you try to hit all, as many pegs as you can with one ball. So it hits the peg, bounces up in the air, goes over and hits the peg, and kind of ricochets okay. down through. So is it is this a game that plays off your music at all? No. Okay. No. Uh, it's straight up, they give you puzzles, they give you boards, and you have different characters uh, for, I think it's like every eight levels. So how much would this be if I bought it on my iPhone? It... Because I beat um, I don't know if Yahtzee. it came out for iPhone, I'm not sure. I beat Yahtzee on my iPhone last week, and now I need something else to play. Uh, I'm not positive if Peggle came out for iPhone. I I put it on the iPod. It it might be out for iPhone already. I'm not sure. But uh, I need something to replace Yahtzee. Yahtzee Adventures. Okay, we'll find you something on (laughs) it. If anybody has any iPhone game recommendations, uh, go ahead and send them our way. Although now I got this DS game to play. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the thing that's new about this Peggle... Uh-huh. Is that it offers up to four people multiplayer. So you can play online against uh, three other people. Which uh, in the past, I do not believe any of the Peggles have offered uh, multiplayer. And there are new levels coming through downloadable content. I don't know if those are from the sequel, Peggle not- Knights or not. But I'm assuming they probably are. Um, because the DS version of Peggle just came out last week. And that included ver- both... Peggle, Peggle Knights, and some exclusive DS levels. Um, so I'm assuming we're going to get some of those Peggle Knights levels as downloadable content. Hmm. Uh, this well, is also I'll have coming. To check it out. This is also coming out in retail form as uh, within the next couple of weeks, I think, as a Pop Cap Arcade Collection Two. So it's like this, and like I think, Feeding Frenzy Two, and one other hmm. of the Pop Cap games. Well, certainly a lot of good stuff available this week, and we will keep you posted on our reviews because we both have reviews that we need to do. Mm-hmm. And um... One other thing about Crystal Defenders, real quick, <laughs> is that it is coming out for the Wii and the PlayStation Network as well, but just not this week as far as I know. Okay. And getting back to wrapping up the show, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think that's to the end, because we talked about the games that came out this week. That's usually the last thing we do. Yeah, well, the last thing I do is going to be editing, editing this all up together, because... You're going to uh, have a lot of editing, because I have been coughing a lot. Yes, I'll try to get as many of those coughs out as I can. 
I uh, still... You were a trooper. You got through it. Yeah. It's all about getting back in the flow, getting the first show out of the way. So why don't you close out the show since I'm questionable as far as having enough voice left to get there. Okay, I can do that. Uh, as always, we are sponsored by GoDaddy. Get $96 in free extras with your domain name from GoDaddy.com. Each domain includes free hosting with a website builder, a free broadcast, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a listener of CAGCAST CAG Floorplay, enter code GAMER1, that's G-A-M-E-R-1, and get your .com domain name for just $7.49 a year. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. And as always, uh, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. And there will be a CADcast this week. They are running a day late because Cheapy uh, forgot about daylight savings time on Wombat's part. So uh, he didn't. He wasn't around when Wombat was ready to record. I think is the story there. But <laughs> so they didn't record last night. They didn't record the same night that we did. So they will be. Our show will be out on Wednesday. Their show will be out on Thursday this week. Oh, okay. And as always, check out the written form on CAG, as well as our blogs. And you can follow me on Twitter. I am Shipwreck on there. <laughs> when did you get a Twitter account? Oh, I've had a Twitter account for quite some time. <laughs> I, I Twitter occasionally. At least I try to do it once a day, but sometimes I just don't have anything interesting to say. <laughs> well, anyway, don't forget the contest. You should enter it. And by next week, I'll be feeling better and we'll have some reviews posted. Yeah, and feel free to also email us at shipwrecks at cheapassgamer.com or foreplay at cheapassgamer.com. We'll try to get a little bit more uh, feedback from users into the next show or answer any questions you might want to send us. Uh, Maybe there's going to be people that are like, we liked you gone. Go back to being gone. <laughs> well, well, we'll ignore those people then. How about oh, that? Okay. I'm sure there will be some people. All right. They're, they're just mean. Okay. Fair enough. All right, well, we'll see everybody next week. Bye.